We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibado, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through His Word, He expresses His plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Mudi. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message. Jesus, that's our prayer today, that you will just lead us even further and further as we follow you. That you just light up this way, God, that we walk. Thank you for the beautiful journey that you call us to. Thank you, Lord, this morning for the privilege to gather in your name as a church, as a family. And I just pray, God, that you would light up the way again as we lean into your word this morning. Light up the way. As we just yield ourselves to you, God, light up the way of your heart. And Lord, we just yield ourselves in total and absolute surrender this morning. Thank you, Lord God, because you're a God who does incredible things every time we gather. And we believe for it this morning. I just believe for all the people of our church everywhere. I pray, Lord God, for every one of the fathers and the men. And in a time and a season like this, that you would really just encourage them. And I pray for everybody else, God, who is in church this morning. I pray, Lord, that your word would be so simple that we would understand, but it would be so profound that it would make a mark in our lives forever. And we thank you for it, Jesus. Thank you because Liverpool would win the league this week. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Um, let's just get straight up into God's Word. I'm so glad about church today and about service and all that's already happening and um, all that God is already doing. And um, I have a thought to encourage you this morning. Um, all the real men in our church, we are, you know, right in the middle of two amazing days of our, of our Steel Men Conference. And, you know, we got up to a great start last night. Pastor Tokwe brought us such a great word. And I'm pumped about tonight also, all that God will do. Um, I, I'll, I'll be sharing this evening, and Pastor Miwara would also be sharing. And if you haven't yet registered, if you're not yet in conference, and you're a guy out there, a man listening to this, you can still join us in today, get in a late registration, just shoot it in. It's free of charge, don't worry. We'll send you the links to join in tonight um, for tonight's session. 6.30 p.m. West African time, that's GMT plus one, wherever in the world you are. But it'll be great to have you with us tonight and all those who were in with us yesterday know just how great it would be again tonight. But I want to share with you this evening for just a few moments on what I would call um, one chance shortcuts. One, one chance shortcuts. And I just thought that I could encourage the men um, particularly this morning. I thought I could just speak into that space. I, of course, I'm aware that the women would be overhearing today, and so we'll, we'll keep it safe um, for you. But, but, but I just want to encourage you this morning because, you know, the Bible is really full of stories of great men and, and you know, who did exploits and who walked strong journeys and, and all of that. And I really believe that, you know, all the stories have not yet been told. I, I believe that, you know, with what God is doing and people, even of the men of our church, I believe that there are still great stories um, that God is telling. And, and I thought that we could share some thoughts today that would be lining us up for that um, in, in, in a very special way. So I thought I could encourage you this morning out of the story of Abraham um, this morning. And maybe, maybe in a sense Isaac, but Abraham. So um, because like all of us, Abraham had his fair share of challenges. You know, like every one of us, Abraham dealt with, you know, this, the pressures of responsibility of being a man, of all that you have to stand up to. He dealt with famines and with economic hardships and all those kind of situations. He dealt with delayed hopes and, you know, just being in these seasons of your life where you have a promise and there's so much you're looking forward to. But, 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 but what I want to do today is what if we could check um, what it would be like to be Abraham on the other side. So to just be looking 
looking down after you had, you know, died and you had gone off the scene, what would it be like to be able to look back and have that overall perspective if you were Abraham? Um, because we think a lot about how we feel about people who have gone, but how, how do they feel about what they look back on um, when they look at us? And so I'm wondering how you would feel as if you were Abraham and you were looking down from heaven and, you know, you were seeing your son, Isaac. So if you're new in church, you don't know about Bible and all of that. Basically, Isaac is the son of Abraham, okay? So if you were looking at your son, Isaac, and you know, you were finding him, and I want to pick up a story in Genesis 26, and the Bible says that Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. That's verse 18 of Genesis 26, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And the Bible says that Isaac began to, Isaac is digging the wells that Abraham dug, and Isaac began to call them the same names that Abraham, his father, had called them. And the Bible says that Isaac dug, his servants dug, you know, wells and, you know, they found a well of running water. And then in verse 20, in verse 20, the Bible says, but they, they struggled with them. The herdsmen of Gerah came and said, no, the water is ours and um, all of that. And then they moved on in verse 21. They dug another well. And just look at Isaac, because basically Abraham has laid this foundation for Isaac. Abraham was the kind of guy that would dig wells and would find water. And the Bible says after his death, there had been all these things that they covered it up. But now here is Isaac going back to those same wells and digging them again and finding water just the way and he was calling them the names that his father Abraham called them. I think this would be a very proud moment for you as a dad when you just look at your son doing this great and you see him digging wells and you see him even going further and further and further and, and just for a context this is a time of farming. This is a time when you know the whole land is dry and everybody is searching for water and here you are just having that overview of your son and just seeing him doing all these amazing incredible things and digging water and just going on and on and digging another well and refusing to be stranded and refusing the, the attacks of the Philistines and of all the you know the enemies and just growing and growing and growing and doing these amazing things and what would it be like if you were Abraham just looking down and maybe not even just Isaac what about your grandson in, in John chapter 4 the story we shared last week the Bible speaks of how this woman that Jesus met by the well says to Jesus in verse 11 she says sir look this well is deep and where did we get this well from? She said, that are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock. How would you feel if you were Abraham? Because you even went as far as you could go, but a lot of your wells, they, they stopped them up and filled them up with sand. But, but you're looking at your grandson's well and generations down the line, he dug a well in the dry Middle East and generations down the line, this woman is still saying that the well is deep. And this was the well that became a contact point for Jesus to be encountering the woman and cities to be changing. How would you feel if you were Abraham? I think if I was Abraham in my grave in that moment, I think I would turn over and I think I would have a, I'll just, you know, just have one of those moments of, of just beginning to laugh in your grave. Like, check out what these guys did. Look at my son, man. That's my boy. I mean, he, he does what I did. He, he, he's amazing. He's I'm proud of you, man. Or if Abraham was a Pentecostal kind of guy, maybe in his grave he would stand up and do a Pentecostal dance and scream and, and shout. But I, I think Abraham would, would essentially be saying that Isaac was worth waiting for. I think when he thinks about every battle that he had to fight through to, to have to conceive Isaac and all those years and those difficulties, I think Abraham would look and say, man, Isaac was worth every battle I fought. He was worth everything it cost me. And today I want to ask men who wake up every day in the pressure of responsibilities. I want to ask 
men who wake up every day with the burden of, you know, trying to make a life work. I want to ask you this morning, what will perspective do to you? What will perspective do to you? Just, just how would Abraham feel looking back now with a perspective of what was locked up in this Isaac and even the Jacob? And you remember that God said to Abraham, look, in Isaac shall all your seed be called. And God was saying things to Abraham like, you're going to be a father of many nations and, and all of that. And God said, it's going to be in Isaac. And he had those moments where he felt, man, I, I can't even wait for this whole thing. But what will perspective do to you when you think about everything that you're walking through? What would looking back over the seasons of your life do to your sense of value? That's what I want to ask men this morning. Because I think that Isaac is not just a story about, you know, a biological son. I, I think it's a lot more than that. I think Isaac is about the birthing that is locked up in Abraham. I think it's about, you know, how, how God brought you to bring out what was in you. I think there was the Isaac thing that was locked up in Abraham that, that, that God brought Abraham to bring forth. I, I think Isaac is about God's plan for our lives. I think that Isaac is about the promise and the word of God over our lives. And I believe that I'm speaking of men today who carry great promise. I, I believe I'm speaking of men today who carry great potential over their life. I still believe that eye has not seen and air has not heard. And it has not even entered into the mind of any of the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I still believe that there is potential over our lives. And we live in a generation where the narrative is about men being miserable and being messed up. And men are scum and men are all of that. And I'm saying, but I still believe that there is promise and there is potential. I still believe that, that there is a working of God over our lives. And this is not about some, you know, just some, um, maybe like some empty motivational, you know, it's in you kind of talk. But, but I think this is about a calling of God over our lives. This is about the purpose of God. This is about the plan of God on our lives. And I don't know who you are listening to me this morning, but I really want to say to you, maybe you're locked up in a struggle this morning. Maybe, maybe you don't even feel like a man that can square up your shoulders. Maybe you feel weak. Maybe, maybe you feel like you're defeated. Maybe you feel, you know, really just messed up. But I really want to say to you this morning that there is a calling of God upon your life. There's a purpose of God upon your life. But, but, but you see, this is where I'm going this morning because you see, Abraham... Um, had the Ishmael, what I call the Ishmael shortcuts to take. Abraham had the Ishmael option um, to take. And I think we also do. At some point in Abraham's journey of, 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 of looking for Isaac, Abraham even began to beg God uh, and say, you know, can we do the Ishmael option? The Bible says in Genesis 17 and verse 18 that Abraham said to God, Oh God, let Ishmael live before you, God. This whole Isaac thing and this child of promise and, you know, whatever that is in your context, this whole thing of the plot and the purpose of God. And Abraham is saying, God, can we just do the Ishmael shortcut? And this morning, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, you might think that Ishmael is, is an option in your context. I, I remember driving you know, one day, and if, if you know this thing of taking shortcuts and looking for short routes, and one day I was driving and I got in traffic. I hate traffic. That's why I can't live in Lagos. I just hate traffic. Um, you know, it just doesn't work. I mean, just go where you're going. I, I mean, there should just be a way to do that. Not that, you know, you spend three hours to get to a one-hour meeting. It just doesn't work. I mean, I just, I just think. Um, so I, I was driving, and, and, and I remember just seeing 
um, you know, there was like all this traffic, I, I mean, just some cars and in front of me and all of that. Then, you know, I, was, I'd been a standstill for a bit. And then at a point, you know, some of the cars just began to make a U-turn. And, oh, I, I just thought, oh, good one. Now, I mean, that means there's a route. And so I just followed them. Like, they have a shortcut somewhere, you know. There's a shortcut somewhere. And so I just also turned. And, you know, I'm, I'm not particularly the most fantastic guy with roads and all of that. But I just thought they would know where they're going. And, you know, we'll just beat this traffic. And then I followed the cars and we drove around and drove around. Apparently, maybe some guy was going to his house. And so, um, you know, I remember driving and following and just seeing, you know, and then here I am. So I had to trace my way back, which took me quite a while, to go back and join the traffic. <laughs> I mean, like it was, it was just messed up, okay? Uh, have you ever been in one of those situations where you thought it was a shortcut, but, you know, it actually turned out to be like a one-chance shortcut? You know, like, this was not what I hoped for. Maybe, maybe it was a one-chance relationship for you. Maybe it was a, you thought it was an easy way out. You know, somebody just came to tell you that, ah, that exam, that don't worry. They're just these, you know, few points that, you know, <laughs> it's just a shortcut. You don't have to read everything. And, you know, tell you why your failure was just doing push-ups you know um but but and this is the thing with the abraham story you see ishmael is that one chance shortcut that promises you ease but robs you of purpose it's that place that you know abraham is wanting to be like every regular guy and abraham is just in that place of why can't i why do i really have to wait for the isaac why you know what's the stress about the whole purpose of god and plan of god and you know just look at there's an ishmael option here why can't i just take it why do i have to hold out for this whole god thing all the guys around are selling out and look at what kesda did look at what you know keziah did look at what um rantau and all abraham's friends basically everybody was just doing the ishmael options doing the easy ways you know just forget about the whole god thing just take an easy option when it comes to you know holding out for the whole god thing um but i want to say to you this morning that isaac is the promise and it's the plan of god for your life it's 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 what will outlive you. It's what, will, it's what will reach what you didn't reach. It's what will take the wells that you tried to dig further. It's what will create the expression of all God's purpose over your life. I believe that there's an Isaac that God begins to work into you to birth. And Isaac is more than just a child. Isaac is more than just a biological child. Isaac is an expression of God through you. Isaac is what will begin to dig wells that, you know, you yourself never got to dig. Isaac is what will birth the many nations that you are really the father of. Isaac is what will give expression to all of the calling of God on your life. And Isaac is the promise. It's a calling that you are appointed and you are anointed for. Um, for some of you, it's a dream in your heart. For some of you, it's even just an idea that God has put in you. For some of you, it's a creativity expression. For, for some of you, it's a career line that you know God has called you to. For some of you, it's, what, it's, it's a business that God has put in your hands to start out and to thrive. And for some of you, Isaac, is that great home that God calls you to lead, that you're anointed to lead. It's, it's the children that you're anointed to raise for God, to be champions for God. And today I want to encourage men on that journey of raising an Isaac. And maybe you wake up every day to responsibility and all these demands of bills and, you know, of meals and, and of a world that doesn't really, will never really understand the weight of, of what's on you as a man. And, you know, there's all these expectations on, uh, and, you know, there's, there's, there's the, the one million and ten things to meet up with every day. Just being a man, just waking up in the morning sometimes can be tiring. Maybe the world really doesn't understand the weight that you carry, but I just want to encourage you today and pray that you will not take the Ishmael exit on this journey of purpose. 
Because the truth is, I know it can be exhausting and I totally understand that the pressure can hit. Well, on this journey together, I know what it means to be pressured sometimes beyond expression. <laughs> I remember a time in my life when, you know, early days on campus and I was just in those seasons of trying to even discover my life as a man and, you know, pressure. And I remember just walking out one night, like past midnight, coming from New Booker, OAU, and just walking out and there are these street lights near ETF, if you know that area. And I remember just walking and, you know, it wasn't premeditated. I, I don't know where it came from, but it was just the intensity of pressure. I remember just giving one of the street lights a punch, like, wow! And the light began to vibrate. <laughs> you know, and I remember there was a guy walking towards me who just ran across the road, like, and I remember looking at myself like, it's like it, it gets bottled up sometimes, like intense pressure. And here you are dealing, and, and I mean, this was, this was maybe like 20 years ago of my life, or like 50 years ago. So now I'm thinking, guy, what was pressuring you? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I mean, what was pressuring you? But there are three seasons that I just want to encourage you around as I make ready to close this morning. Three seasons that I believe you will encounter in raising an Isaac. In raising your own Isaac. And the, the Ishmael shortcut will be trying to shout out to you and say, you know, just come. Let's just take the Ishmael option. But there are three seasons that I believe that you would encounter. And I just want to encourage you around this morning. The first of the seasons is what I call the search season. What was it like in all those years? In this search season, what was it like in all those years? When Abraham had a promise in his heart. But he didn't hold the Isaac in his hands. What was it like in all those years to know that there is something God is doing? You know it deep in your heart. You are convinced that I'm made for more. You are convinced even if you can't explain all the details, something in you knows that God's hand is on me. But you really just can't hold it in your hands. It's what I call a search season. It's that time in between, when between promise and fulfillment, that time in between. For Abraham, he waited some 24 years and, you know, I don't know what it is in your own context. But there's that season that we would walk. And today I want to challenge men to be strong in the waiting seasons. I want to challenge you to a fresh backbone and, you know, to a trust in your heart. I want to say to you this morning that God did not lie to you. Abraham, God did not lie to you. Guys, God did not lie to you. When, when he made you a promise, when he spoke to you, God did not lie to you. And I, I pray this morning that you will lead your life with, with courage and with an audacity that knows that God will fulfill his promise. And I pray this morning that you will inspire everything around you to that sense of hope, even in a waiting and in a searching season. You see, when Isaac is born, everybody is going to gather and it's going to be a party. But, but when Isaac is not born, the truth is sometimes you are lonely. Sometimes you are alone as a guy. Sometimes you have all this potential happening in your heart, but you're just alone. But even while you wait, I just want to say, be a strong man. Like Abraham, stand in the night and begin to count the stars. When, when you can't count it in your body, when you can't count it in your house, when you can't count it in your account, when you can't count it anywhere, stand in the night and begin to count the stars as a statement of the promise of God. Be a strong man while you wait. You know, maybe your family is going through a season right now that's really tough. I just want to say keep your hopes alive. Maybe you and your wife are going through a tough time right now. I just pray you'll be the kind of man that will hold your wife's hand and say, baby, we would come through this. But I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to take the Ishmael option. We're going to fight through a waiting season. And we will win, people. We will win, people, because there is a promise of God. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Maybe you're broke right now, like as broke as, as Moses' broken Ten Commandments. But stay strong in your search. Ishmael is not an option, people. 
Cybercrime is not an option, people. Doing wrongs is not an option. Fraud is not an option. As you stay in your search season, be a man of integrity. Hold on like Abraham and there'll be nights you will cry. There'll be times you're, you're enduring a lot of pressure, but stay strong in the weight. Maybe you're having difficulties right now in your marriage or difficulties in your relationship. I just want to say divorce is not the promise of God for your life. Cheating on your spouse is not the plan of God. Getting revenge in that relationship is not the plan of God for your life. Hold on to your wife and fight that battle, friends. It might be a waiting season, but I pray you would know in the waiting season that God is for us. And there's an Isaac that we would find. There's an, there's an Isaac story that we can tell our kids that one day in our grave, we would turn over in our grave and we would see our Isaac digging wells and we would say it was worth the wait. One day in our grave, we would turn over and we would see Jacob digging wells. One day in our grave, generations down the line, when we forgot it, we would see Jesus talking to a Samaritan woman and we would say, where are they discussing? And then we would suddenly hear us saying those words, Jacob, our father gave us this well we would see a miracle that our grandson created for generations and we would remember and say it was worth it it was worth everything it cost us single guys i just want to say to you this morning hold on you might be in a searching season but don't take the ishmael option maybe right now you're under a lot of pressure you're having you're having sexual urges and sexual surges and ishmael is not an option the the call girl is not an option amen you know, porn is not the promise. Masturbation is not the option. You hear me, guys? You know, come on. Be a strong man while you wait. Wait for the plan of God. Wait for that fulfilling marriage. Wait for that wife that God has promised. Wait for her. She will come, people. You will be strong in that marriage and you realize, hey, man, it was worth it. Maybe you're here and maybe you went through school. You went through five years in school and everybody told you, you played 5-0 and you're like, whoa. And then you, you, you didn't wait. And it's like 6-0. And it's like, I'm just waiting here, waiting here, right? But she will come. And when she comes, you would say those words, it was worth it. It was worth it. I got into my first relationship when I was 24 years old, but it was more than worth it. It was more than waiting for. At some point, I, I asked myself, Why, what were you considering for? What, what were you even thinking? You know, babe, I love you. Man. Let's talk about that. They say I step to you every time. That Hey, let me start to land. Can, can you just come? Um, um, so um, maybe, you're, maybe, you're, maybe you're here and you're in that search season. Maybe for you what it looks like is, is a search for fulfillment in your heart. It's a search for, for a feeling of fulfillment in your heart. I just want to say drugs are not the option. A bottle is not an option. I, I mean a green bottle is not an option. That's not the plan of God for your life to, to, to end up every night and you're just feeling high because of some substance somewhere carrying you everywhere. I still believe in the power of the Holy Spirit that can be stirred up in our hearts that we can be anointed men of God with a deep sense of fulfillment, with a deep sense of the plan and the purpose of God for our lives. The scripture says do not be drunk with wine but be filled with the Holy Ghost speaking to one another in Psalms and in hymns and making melody in your hearts unto God. Hey, people, maybe you're struggling in a season right now. Maybe it's career difficulties. Maybe you're just in those middle spaces of career and you're trying to make decisions and see what to come to. Or maybe you're struggling in school or, or maybe you're, you're trying to build a business and all of that is happening. I just want to encourage you this morning. Don't stop short in believing that you will come to Isaac. Don't stop short in believing that you are anointed and you are appointed to birth an Isaac. Don't stop short in believing that all of these pressures will not stop 
stop the fact that I'm coming to the plan and the purpose of God. I will birth the Isaac, even if it's against all odds, even if it's in my old age, even if it's when everybody has given up, I will come to the Isaac. I will come to the Isaac. Don't stop short of believing. Romans 4 and verse 18, look at Abraham against all odds. When he looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and he expected God to fulfill it. That's what I'm praying will be happening in your heart, guys. That even when it's against all odds and even when it looks like you should be hopeless, it's justified for you to have given up hope on everything God can do. I pray you will wake up every morning saying, I will come to Isaac. I will come to Isaac. God promised it and I would wait. I would stay in a searching season. I will not take the Ishmael option. I will not take the Ishmael option. And he says, God, God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. I just want to wake up. A God-inspired hope over you people. I want you to, 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 to as men in that family and in, as you lead your life and whatever season of your life you're in, I just pray that there'll be a God-inspired hope over you. I pray that you will learn what it means to be a voice of hope because it's not over. God is at work in you. We will see the goodness of God. In the name of Jesus, we will lead strong expressions of what God is working in our lives. I, I, I pray that in our generation, we will have strong men again. I pray that in our generation, we will have men like Abraham, that there is hopelessness all around but they would stand up and look at people you are 18 you are you are you are 20 you are lying down saying life is screwed up man life is come on what do you mean get a voice of hope over your life god will yet be good people god will yet show his goodness we will yet see the goodness of god in the land of the living lift up your head people there is an isaac expression that you carry there's a purpose of god over your life there's a plan of god over your life you're not just some miserable man searching around looking for meaning i want to encourage you today that there is the hand of God and the plan of God over your life. The second season I want to talk about this morning, first of all, I've talked about the season of searching. The second season is the season of sacrifice. The season of sacrifice. Free up, go up strength. But stay soft. The season of sacrifice. And this is, this is that moment when Abraham walks up the Mount Moriah with his Isaac. So it's one thing to have waited for Isaac, to have searched for Isaac, and then now you're at that point where, where you hold Isaac in your hands and, and you're watching the potential of Isaac unravel. And then now is, Abraham is in that season when he, he walks up the mountain with Isaac. And there's that time when Isaac is on the altar and, and, and the knife is in Abraham's hand. And, and do you realize in that moment, friends, because Abraham heard the Lord say to him, go and offer Isaac. And now Abraham is in this moment, having traveled this journey, and he holds the knife in his hands, and he looks at Isaac on the altar. And the Bible says that the Lord began to call out to Abraham and says, don't kill this child. But I think this is a real delicate moment because there's a knife in Abraham's hand. And if Abraham is not sensitive to God, what would it be like if Abraham says, oh, come on, I, I, I once had a relationship with the Lord where, where I know what God told me. And Abraham says, I'm going for it. What, what if Abraham says, get thee behind me, Satan? What if Abraham cannot discern the voice of God in this now moment? And in that place, Abraham would take a knife and he would kill his Isaac. Not because God asked him to, but because he was not sensitive. And as I thought about that picture, I wanted to say to men this morning that, you know, the truth is there is a knife in your hand. And I believe there's an Isaac on the altar. I believe in many ways as a generation. I, I believe there's another generation that is on the altar. And we hold the potential to either be destroying or to be bringing to life. We, we, we hold the power over another generation to either be wrecking that generation or to be bringing it to life. Hey, people, this is what the statistics show us. 
that more than one out of four children live without a father in the home. And look at what happens. 63% of youth suicides are from a fatherless home. Look at it. 80% of rapists from a fatherless home. This is 14 times more than the average. 85% of children with behavioral disorders, fatherless home. 90% of runaway children, fatherless home. Children from fatherless homes are four times at greater risk of poverty, seven times at greater risk to get pregnant as a teenager, two times more likely to drop out of school, more likely to, to abuse drugs, substances. Friends, the truth is the stakes are high. The fathers are holding a knife over another generation. The truth is our choices and our sensitivity to God to lead another generation is either wiping out the hopes of a generation or is bringing it to life. And as I look at all those statistics and everything happening with, with children who just don't have that father to be sensitive to God, to be discerning God, with children who just don't have that father that, that will, will be fresh and in tune with God, that will be hearing God. As I think about not just biological children, but dreams that could have come to life. As I think about expressions of God that could have come to life, but and Abraham was too busy just stabbing it and he was never sensitive to God. And my heart goes out to the men of our church and I want to encourage you today that friends, the stakes are high. You're holding a knife, brother. And that knife can either be protecting Isaac and bringing him to life or it can be killing him. There's a generation coming on your heels that needs you to be sensitive to God. And the the conversation must go beyond you just being religious to you being truly spiritual. The conversation must go to beyond you being in good relationship with the church to you being in a good relationship with Jesus. The conversation must go beyond you just wasting the potential of another generation. I just want to say that, you know, we are constantly in battles to protect our Isaac. The stakes are high. The stakes are high. And your lack of sensitivity will waste a generation. Your lack of sensitivity will waste a generation. I want you to be the kind of Abraham that will lie down in the grave one day and Isaac will be saying, Abraham, happy Father's Day wherever you are. Thank you for giving me the life I have. Thank you for fighting those battles. Thank you for hearing God when you did. Thank you for being sensitive to God when you did. And maybe a generation before you has failed, maybe a generation before you has made poor choices, you can be that generation that can start out something new. You can make the choice to say, I'm going to start out a new trend and a new train in what God can do and I will create it for another generation. And today I just want to encourage Abrahams this morning because there will be a searching season but there will be seasons when you just need to be sensitive. And, and I can't think about this heavy enough because we will constantly be holding that knife, people. We, maybe you don't see the weight of the stakes in your everyday choices, the weight of the stakes. Every time you just feel like selling out and losing your integrity, maybe you don't see the, 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 the weight of the stakes on it. But there's just a calling of God upon your life that I believe you must be protecting. Bring it down, bring it down, you're heavy. And finally this morning, third season I want to talk about is what I call the sending. The sending. And so there's the searching and there's the sacrifice and then I believe there's the sending. I love Genesis in chapter 25 and, and, and I hope I can encourage people who have maybe in some way or the other found their Isaac spaces. Maybe here you are now leading a home, leading a marriage. Maybe, maybe you're raising kids for God. Maybe, maybe you're walking in a line of career or business or maybe in some way or the other you, you are finding, you're finding your Isaacs and you can say, this is it in my hands. And, 
and I want to encourage you this morning, Genesis 25 from verse 5. The Bible says that Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Look at these words. Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Now in verse 6, the Bible says, but Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines which Abraham had. So Abraham had all these children from concubines and who were not the story of the Isaac and the promise of God. And the Bible says that Abraham, but, but, but it's, it, it sounds quite a contradiction because on one hand, you just read the words, Abraham gave everything he had to Isaac. And then you move into the next verse and it's saying Abraham gave gifts. So, so I'm like, Abraham, how did you get the gifts that you gave to them? Because you just gave everything you had to Isaac. But this is Bible language that you must see. That when the Bible says Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, I believe it's speaking about the blessing. It's speaking about the weight of who Abraham really was. And Abraham is basically bringing a conversation this morning that, you know, all the gifts and the house I gave that guy, the car I gave that guy, and all the money I gave that guy is not really who I am. When I said I want to give Isaac everything I am, it is something that I gave to Isaac that, that by the time I was gone, Isaac went back to the wells I dug in farming. And Isaac began to dig wells and find water the way I found it because he collected who I really am. That, that Isaac passed it on to Jacob and Jacob would also dig wells and find water because he collected the power of the blessing from me. And, and this is what I want to encourage you about, friends. That you know in this season of sending you can really be living your life in such a way that you are given who you really are. You know, I think we live in a generation where the conversation is so cheap and that the expectations of men is, is just this thing of provide money and put food on the table and men are absent but are providing. Men, men are, are not really given who they are but 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 they are they are dropping money and they are they are they are you know they are just you know in in all this and they are absent really in the substance of the anointing and the call of God on their lives but I just want to say this morning give who you really are to Isaac give what you really are to Isaac not to Ishmael you must learn what it means to to give what matters to what matters to, to your time, your energy, your resource. What, what are the things it is going into? What are you really living for? Are you really living to invest in the Isaac and say that I'm pouring myself into Isaac? Or are you just pouring it into an Ishmael job or an Ishmael, you know, season or an Ishmael distraction or an Ishmael, you know, habit? Or are you really investing in Isaac? And I want to say to you, friends, that you know there is a call and there is a purpose of God upon your life. And maybe you can't even say, man, I know it and I can point to it. And maybe you feel discouraged this morning. No, you don't have to. You know, it can either be something in your hands or it can be a direction that you're traveling. It can be a direction you're fighting for. But what's important is that you're not running a rat race. What's important is that in this thing of sending, you are really sending forth your Isaac. That when it's all said and done, would it be said that you poured yourself out? Will it be said that you poured yourself out into the things that really matter? Would it be said that Isaac collected from you all that you are? That the Isaac opportunities in your life really received your stewardship of grace? Will it be said? And I just want to say this morning, please let God help you win because the stakes are high. I want to encourage you, man. There's no reason to be discouraged because God is for you. Don't carry this weight on your shoulder and feel pressed down and weighed out. Listen, God is for you and he wants to help you win. I believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would win. You will be one of those once-in-a-generation standout men. That's what I believe, that you will finish strong. I believe that you will search and stay strong. I believe that as you find it, you'll be in the sacrifice seasons and you'll be sensitive. And I pray that in the sending seasons, you will pour out yourself. I believe that you would win. That your Isaacs will be champions for God. And, and I want to say this morning to the women in our lives, help us win. Help us win. 
understand that as men, we, we carry all this weight and responsibility. And sometimes we have our weak moments. Sometimes we are shaky. But I want to say to women, if you have men in your life, if you have a husband, a spouse, whatever, if you have a co-worker, a colleague, whatever, brothers, help us win. That the man is behaving like Samson doesn't mean you should behave like Delilah. Help us win. Help us win. Even if he's a flirting Samson, you don't have to be a seducing Delilah. Help us win. Help us win. And there's this, there's this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. And I like it. I read it in a Jensen Franklin book years ago. And he just puts it this way. That was just so interesting to me. I never thought of it this way. Uh, Paul is writing and Paul says, I will come to vision. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. But, but just hang that for a moment. I will come to I'll come to vision. I, I will come to visions and revelations of God. And that's what I want to encourage you this morning. You will, you will come to Isaac. It might look far away right now. It might look like I'm just under pressure. But I want to encourage you, you will come to it. Because this is God's plan for your life in Jesus' name. In a moment, the team is going to come up. And, you know, we're just going to take a moment to respond to God. We're just going to take a moment to just let out our hearts. And, you know, really just pray. Because I believe that, you know, this is something that God is inviting us to. This is what we were made for. And I don't know what season of your life you're in or what's happening in your world. But I believe this is what God is inviting us to this morning and so i'm going to say a prayer for all the men everywhere i'm just going to have us respond to god i'm just going to have us let out our hearts to god and so where you are this morning why don't you just release yourself and let there just be a strong and intense desire again in your heart like a waking up of hope in your heart let there just be a birthing again a refresher of hope in your heart about the calling of god and about the purpose of god maybe you feel weak maybe you feel frustrated maybe you feel Maybe you feel pressured right now. Maybe you're in situations and seasons where everything is just heavy on your shoulders. But let there be a waking up of hope this morning. Let there be a waking up of God is for you this morning. Let there be a waking up of God is on your side this morning. Let there be a waking up of God is mindful of me this morning. That there is an Isaac calling upon my life. And where you have tried to just take Ishmael's short cords and, you know, you've just tried to just... Take the easy ways out. And why don't you allow the Holy Spirit this morning to begin to convict you and challenge you back to the Isaac plan of God for your life? Because this is what you are made for. This is the plan of God for your life. This is what he calls you to. And this is the life I believe that he wants you to live. I want to say a prayer for all the men everywhere. I want to say a prayer for every man everywhere. And I don't know what season of your life you are in, but I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for you that you're going to stand strong, that you're not going to sell out. That you're going to be a, a strong and mighty man for God. You're going to be somebody who would wait and see Isaac. You will hold it in your hands, what you hold in your heart. And whatever expression this represents in your life, I'm believing for you that it will happen. That you would see the Isaac. You would see the fulfillment of the Isaac in your life. In Jesus' name. But just before I pray for you, I, I want to make an invitation for people this morning who don't know Jesus, who can't confidently say that I'm in the right place with God. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know where you've been. But today can be that day when you will be reconciled with God. And you don't have to just live under all the pressures. Maybe you're a man out there just living under all the pressures. Or maybe you're even a lady just living life for what it brings. And, you know, all of that is just happening in your world. But today you can get it right with God and come into this sense of God has a plan for my life. Because he really does. And so today I'm asking if you're far away from Jesus, if you're not in the right place with God through Jesus, let today be that day. Let, let, me, let me lead you in a prayer this morning that will reconcile you to him. Will you just put your hand on your chest wherever you are if you say you're speaking to me? And do it with all confidence. Believe. I, I want you to do it as a sign of surrender, as a deliberate act of decision this morning. Jesus, I choose you. 
And just put that hand on your chest this morning. Now, would you just say this prayer after me this morning? Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today because you've made a way for me to come through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your son, Jesus. Say, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he's the savior of the world. Say, I give myself to follow him. Say, I give everything. Say, please forgive me of the past and give me a whole new start. Now say, I will live for you. I will stand for you. Say, this is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, can I say a prayer for all the men everywhere? Father, I thank you for, 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 for precious people, for, you know, your sons in different seasons of life that I believe you have such a purpose upon. I, I believe you are working in their lives. I believe that there's a calling and there's an anointing and an appointment upon their lives. And so, Father, today I just pray that you'll be encouraging people in their seasons. I pray, Lord, that you'll be strengthening feet. I pray, Lord, that you'll be lifting up the heads of the downcast, God. I pray for people who are waiting on Isaac. I pray for people who are searching. I pray, oh God, that you'll be bringing them to fulfillment, that you'll strengthen them in these seasons and they will know that you are for them. You are not against them God and Lord everything it takes for us to live up to responsibility I just pray that you would supply in us by grace and I just thank you for the men of our church because they will be strong men they'll be champions for you God they will tell amazing God stories of how they came to birth Isaac and they saw the fulfillment in Jesus name I pray amen amen in Jesus name we are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church Ibadan Nigeria we really hope you found it to be a blessing to find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulokpai Moody, please visit our website, www.sikamore.church. That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church. Or on Facebook and YouTube at Sikamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sikamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.